Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, Southwest Florida. Welcome to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 NBC Sports, broadcasting live from our Port Charlotte studios. Phone lines are open at 941-206-1070. If you're listening on your iHeartRadio app or online at 1070NBCSports.com, 800-668-1070 will get you into the studio. Lots of things to talk about today. Uh, We'll get into some football preview as the training camp opens up next week. We'll go division by division on that. We'll talk about the MLB All-Star Game, the biggest snubs, including one major one from the Tampa Bay Rays. And speaking of the Tampa Bay Rays, we'll kick off our show talking about the big announcement that is coming tomorrow. Not sure what time yet, but Stu Steinberg has scheduled a press conference to talk about the groundbreaking of the new stadium for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yay! I was worried because I thought, you know, there's a lot of speculation they were going to be moving to either Montreal or moving to Charlotte, but leaving Florida altogether. From the way Stu Steinberg was talking, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It does look like Ybor City, the center of Tampa's historic cigar industry and present-day nightlife, could be the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, The stadium selection site, it's 14 acres. It's bounded by Channel Side Drive on the west, 4th Avenue on the north, 15th Street on the east, and Adamo Drive on the south with the elevated Leroy Selman Crosstown Expressway just above Adamo, right there by the cruise ship ports. Perfect. That's a perfect spot right there by the trolley. The only thing I don't like about this location, I don't see where they're going to put a lot of parking. So I think we're going to have to park and take the trolley to the stadium. I don't know, but maybe they're going to find some kind of expansion because there is the Water Street development, and then you got the Financial Government District kind of like right there. Uh, you just got to cross over the highway there, the Leroy Selman. But you look at where the I'm looking at the map, and it's basically if you look at Ebor City, it's gonna be right in the corner of the Ebor City section, uh, where there really isn't a lot of park. Well, actually, I take that back. You know what? You can squeeze parking in between the Selman and uh, the Selman Expressway, and I can't read what road that is, but it looks like a toll road. But it looks like there's gonna be a section of parking there. But it looks like I, I think it's gonna be a prime spot. Now I'm reading some of my Facebook posts, they're like, and one of them really caught my attention. It was like, well, look at the Miami Marlins in the new stadium. How'd that work out as far as attendance is concerned? Now I get that, but if you look at where Miami built that stadium, it's not exactly in the greatest section of Miami. No disrespect to the Marlins, but if you go to a Marlins game. You're going to have to lock your doors and make sure you got one in the chamber as you're walking to the ticket booth. Not here in Tampa. I, this is a. It's going to be like spring break for six months if Tampa Bay actually builds this stadium in Ybor City. It's going to be a perfect spot. And think about it. In September, October, August, you know, when the Rays and the Lightning are playing during the same time, you can literally go to a Rays day game, go have lunch in Ybor City, then catch the trolley back to Amelie Arena for a Tampa Bay Lightning game. How about that for a day in Tampa? That would be perfect. Now, the money, that's the next big question. They're saying we're looking at about 650 to $700 million to build this stadium. Stu Steinberg is probably going to put up between 150 and $200 million of his own money to help build this stadium. Where's the cash going to come from? Well... We kind of know where that cash is going to probably come from. And that's going to be on the the shoulders of Hillsborough County. Their taxes are going to probably have to pay for it. But that's all right. We look at that. That's the gimmick these days. Nobody pays for their own stadiums anymore. The Braves got their stadium for pretty much free. The Marlins basically only put up, what, $110 million for their stadium? And the county put up the rest. So we're looking at a 2022-2023 grand opening. Uh, you look at the dimensions of the stadium, 14 acres 
which is pretty good size. I mean, if you look at Target Field in Minnesota, that's only eight and a half acres. Fenway Park is only nine acres. If you look at a stadium that's about 14 acres, they're saying it compares to about in size Pittsburgh's PNC Park, which is 14.7 acres. So there's plenty of space to build a stadium. But like I said, if you look at the map, it doesn't leave much space for parking. So they're going to have to figure that part out. And the money. But we're, they're going to answer all those questions for us tomorrow. I'm not like, again, I don't know what time that news conference is going to be. But if it's on between noon and one, we're definitely going to air that live for you. But Stu Steinberg is supposed to come out tomorrow with all the details, the blueprints, what it's going to look like. I got to assume it's going to have a retractable roof. I don't think it's going to be a dome. For $650 million to $700 million, it better have a retractable roof. It would be cheaper if it didn't, if they just built a dome. But if you look at stadiums like Florida, the Marlins, and like Toronto, and and, and Arizona, I, I like that. It, it's a big boost to have. It's a big ticket draw to have that retractable roof. Plus, wouldn't it be nice on the nice cool nights where it's like 75 to 77 degrees at night at 7, 8.30 at night in September? Wouldn't it be nice to watch some nighttime baseball? It gets cold in the trop at night. You ever been to a nighttime game at the trop? It gets like 67 to 70 degrees in there. You're going to need a hoodie. I have to. Maybe because, well, then again, I have no insulation. I'm skinny. But still, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to have to have a retractable roof. So, Big announcement coming tomorrow with Stu Steinberg and the Tampa Bay Rays regarding a new stadium. Now, sticking with the Rays and the All-Star game, it's always fun to go over rosters because it's always fun to argue about the snubs and the surprises. And then, of course, complain about the quote-unquote, every team gets to have an All-Star rule, which really stinks. But when you look at who got snubbed this year, when I was talking about the American League Cy Young, for me right now, it only comes down to two players. New York Yankees lose Severino. And the Tampa Bay Rays, Blake Snell, who's having an unbelievable year, just like I predicted. I even told Blake, Blake, I'm telling you, I, I feel like you're going to win 18 to 20 games this year, even with the Tampa Bay Rays. And he just kind of laughed it off. But I did. I said that in front of him. I told him that. And right now, Blake Snell is having an unbelievable year. 12-4 and four on the season with a league-leading 2.09 ERA. He has 132 strikeouts and 116 innings. And he's held the opponents to only a 183 batting average. What a... A breakout season for such a young lefty. So, they leave him off the All-Star game. He, he got snubbed. He's not playing in the All-Star game. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, players voted for the first five starting pitchers and for the first three relievers. And to snub Blake Snell, who's in the AL East, who has to face the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, and he does terrible in New York, by the way, and he still comes off with a 12-4 record with a 2.09 ERA, and you leave him off the roster... Uh, granted, I, this is a loaded group of AL starters, but like I said, if you look at the stats, there's really only two dominant pitchers in the American League that are worthy of a Cy Young this year, and that's Luis Severino of the New York Yankees, who's probably going to get the start, and Blake Snell, who got snubbed. Uh, Justin Verlander made it, Astros. Garrett Cole made it, Astros. Okay, I, I get that, I get that. Chris Sale made it, totally get that. Corey Kluber I mean, it's hard to argue really against anyone in that group. I, I, I'm i going to have to argue that Snell has an edge over Garrett Cole. But Cole started out on fire. I guess that helped him in the voting. And then the players also get to fill one backup at each position, including DH. So MLB limited it to just five open spots on the AL team. And that doesn't include the final vote choice, which doesn't include a pitcher. So the trouble we have is the Rangers, A's, Twins, Tigers, and Blue Jays didn't have a player on the roster so the league office actually caught a break here because Verlander is scheduled to pitch on Sunday before the All-Star game. So he's going to be inactive. So that'll provide one of those players a spot. But of the five teams that are still missing a player, the one must-have guy other than Blake Snell, because Wilson Ramos is going to be the starting catcher. That's why he got left off. The Rays have Wilson Ramos as their one representative. But the A's closer, Blake Trinan. The A's are having an unbelievable season. I mean, they're fighting for a wild card right now. Uh, tearing up the AL West. Uh, they'd be leading any other division if it wasn't the AL West or AL East. Uh, but Trian, Blake, another Blake, who's 5-1, and one, has an ERA of 0.81, and he's saved 22 out of 24 opportunities so far this season. That's incredible. So they went with Sin, Shin Su Chu to represent the Rangers. I mean, he's... A solid choice, I guess. He's hitting 294, and he's making his first All-Star team after a pretty decent career. So that left only one position player to fill, and that was kept for the final vote. And again, you can't mix pitchers with, with and, and position players. So you had to go with a pitcher from the Twins, Tigers, and Blue Jays. 
And the choices were Jose Barrios, Joe Jimenez, the uh, reliever for the Tigers, and J.A. Happ, the starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. So that's why Blake Snell got snubbed, despite leading the league in the American League with a 2.09 ERA, 12-4 record, and 132 strikeouts and 116 innings. That left one spot open. And MLB decided that instead of Blake Snell, they were going to go with Trevor Bauer instead. (laughs) Uh, Maybe if you look at Trevor Bauer's tweets, maybe they didn't want to be a subject of a Trevor Bauer tweet. Uh, but I mean, both are more deserving than, than Barrios of the twins or even J.A. Happ. Uh, J.A. Happ is actually tied for the 32nd in the American league in ERA, but Bauer does lead the majors in war though. Snell leads in baseball reference war. There's fan reference war, baseball reference. I don't know. Either way, it's hard to leave them off. I'm okay with going out with the, I'm not, I'm not okay with going with Trevor Brower over Blake Snell. I'm just, I'm just not Blake Snell obviously deserved it. Uh, for me, the biggest surprise of making the roster was Joe Jimenez of the Detroit Tigers. He had a 12.32 ERA last year in 19 innings. So far this year, though, 2.85 mark with 46 strikeouts and 41 innings. He's okay. He's not a closer. I mean, I think there's other relievers having better seasons, but unfortunately you have to have somebody represent the Tigers because that's stupid rule. I mean, if I had a pick, I'd go with Nick Castellanos and bump Sin Choo Choo, but then you'd have to go with a Rangers pitcher and if you look at the Rangers pitching staff, they're terrible. Nobody stands out on that staff. And in the American League, man, first base was an albatross, too. I can't believe, you know, there used to be such a record number of decent and solid first basemen in the American League. And for some reason, they're just all having down years this year. The fans voted in Jose Abreu, although he really isn't having a good year. I mean, he's hitting 259. Mitch Moreland's the backup, he's put up some decent numbers. But the past four American League starters at first base have been Jose Abreu, Justin Smoke, Eric Hosmer, and Albert Pujols. That's horrible. Uh, Matt Olson actually leads American League first baseman on with a 2.4 war, but he didn't make the All-Stars. And uh, Justin Smoke, a 1.7. Moreland, a 1.7. Ooh, Ewell Gurrell, 1.6. Those are just terrible numbers for first baseman. And there's only two shortstops on the American League, believe it or not. That's such a deep position. Uh the American League has to choose a backup DH, so that has a flexibility issue. So you're not going to see Andrelton Simmons, no Gene Segura, even though they're both on the final vote ballot. No Carlos Correa either. Those three rank 7th, 15th, and 17th among AL position players in baseball. And then, of course, there's the final vote choice, which you, you, have, to do, you have to deliver your vote by Wednesday before the finals. they finally pick somebody. Uh, along with Simmons and Segura, you have Andrew Benatendi, Eddie Rosero and Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, and the players voted in Michael Brantley over Rosario and Ben Attendee. Uh, I'm looking at the final vote for the American League. That's a tough one. Stanton's probably going to be the guy because everybody wants to see a big-time home run hitter in the All-Star game. But I think Andrelton Simmons is probably the most deserving. He's the one consistent angel on, other than Mike Trout. And then I look at the National League. Mike, uh, Nick Markakis deserved the all-star nod. It's not a very good team. <laughs> you know? A little less complicated because you don't have two DHs providing you some more free selections. But the question was, who do you pick from the Pirates? The biggest position player snubs, I think, are Trey Turner, Brandon Belt, Matt Carpenter, and Max Muncy, who's having an incredible rookie season. All four of those guys are in the final vote. But the players chosen ahead of them were JT Romolto, who's the only Marlins representative, Paul Goldschmidt, Sarasota native and graduate from Sarasota High School, Scooter Jeanette, all deserving choices. On the pitching side, you got Kyle Freeland, Ross Stripling, Tyler Anderson. Those are the top guys left off. Freeland and Anderson, I think, are underrated because they got to pitch at Coors Field. Uh, the MLB picks at pitcher were Patrick Corbin, Miles Mikolas, the only St. Louis Cardinal to make the roster, by the way, Kenley Jensen, and Felipe Vasquez. Mikolos and Vasquez are the only players from their teams. Corbin has been terrific, 3.05 ERA, 140 Ks and 112 innings. So uh, I guess you could have gone with Strimpling over Jensen. He's having a pretty decent year with the Dodgers, I guess. Uh, I, I always prefer a starter over a reliever, though. And, and given Jansen's long run as one of With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. One of the game's best closers, though, I guess, I guess you really can't argue too much with that selection. And the biggest snub, I guess I'd go with Kyle Freeland. I mean, yeah, pitching at a 3.18 ERA in Coors Field, that's pretty decent. Biggest surprise, I guess, Matt Kemp, I guess. He's hitting 317 with 50 home runs and 57 ribbies. I, I, that's better numbers than I thought Matt Kemp would come from. Um, like Nicholas, we talked about him. Tremendous story for the Cardinals coming back from Asia. You know, going nine and three like Japan. He played three seasons in Japan. Comes over here and he's nine and three with a two point six three ERA, uh, and he's a decent bargain to the Cardinals. We got him for two years and fifteen point five million. So, anyway, final vote choice for the National League will be Justin Turner, Brandon Belt, Matt Carpenter, Mike Muncie, and Jesus Aguilar. Uh, I'm probably thinking the Dodgers and Mike Muncie, given his fairy tale season from nowhere, will probably get a lot of votes in L.A. But my pick has to be Jesus Aguilar of the Brewers. As much as I want to see Matt Carpenter, but Carpenter's hitting 256. Aguilar's hitting 303. Carpenter's got 16 home runs. Aguilar's got 20. Carpenter's got 38 RBIs. Aguilar's got 59. So he's probably going to have over 60 by the time the All-Star break happens. So my pick there is Jesus Aguilar. But there's your All-Stars. And still, again, the biggest snub has to be Blake Snell. And Twitter's going nuts about it. The Rays are going crazy about it. And they have every right to be. Blake Snell definitely deserves to be an all-star. And hopefully he'll have an even stronger second half and and compete for the Cy Young. Anyway, there's your baseball news. We're going to take a quick break. And then when I come back, I want to start previewing the NFL because training camp opens next week for teams. We have the Hall of Fame game coming up first Thursday in August. What is that? August 2nd. And, of course, we got fantasy football picks to make, too, in our fantasy football league. So we're going to start with the... AFC South first because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's the Larry Timko Show on 1070 NBC Sports. We'll be right back. Believe it and it will happen. Our team, our town. Your sports passion play out at Southwest Florida's new 1070 NBC Sports Radio. That dollar in your pocket, it's worth more than you think. Because at Wendy's, a dollar's all you need to pick up the new Buffalo Ranch Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Hey, you deserve the most bang for your buck. Now you got it. Hot, crispy chicken topped with melty Monterey Jack and creamy buffalo ranch sauce. With this much flavor in one sandwich, a dollar's worth more than ever. The Dollar Buffalo Ranch Crispy Chicken Sandwich. More flavor, one dollar. For a limited time at Wendy's. At participating Wendy's, price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone. Adults, teens, millennials. But it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. Arcadia Municipal Golf Course is offering summer junior golf camps instructed by Jeff Gibson, one of the finest PGA instructors on the west coast of Florida. Camps starting July 23rd through July 27th, ages 7 to 17. Scholarships available. Clubs provided if needed. Call today for more information and to reserve your spot. Call Arcadia Municipal Golf Course, 863-494-4223. That's 494-4223. Or email jeff at jgibson at arcadiofl.gov. Hi, 
ladies, this is Teresa Deskin. Let me be frank with you. The happiest day of my life was when I fired my husband from cleaning our pool. Are you tired of nagging and begging you know who to clean your pool? Take the pressure off him and call Howard's Pool World today. Howard's Pool World will service your pool every week so all you and you know who have to do is enjoy it. And Howard's Pool World is adding routes to Englewood, Venice, and Northport. Visit howardspoolworld.com or call 941-625-6007. License number CPC 053310. Hello, Mark speaking. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. for WCCF's hottest new talk show, Mark Speaking. Mark Washacek will discuss anything that will help enhance your life, motivate your thinking, and give you great advice on small business ventures. Also join in on the Cherry Hill Chat Party, and be sure and check out Mark's website at cherryhillantiques.com. That's Mark Speaking every Saturday morning at 10 on News Radio 1580 WCCF. For more information about contests on this station, go to 1070 NBC Sports com slash rules. Sunday, the Rays were looking for a series win against the Houston Astros, and after giving up an Evan Gaddis homer in the seventh, the Rays answered in the bottom half. Swinging a little flare down the right field line. Dropping, dropping, and it lands a fair ball. Rounding third is Echeverria. He will score. Wendell now with a late break to the plate, and the throw is too late. Wendell scores the go-ahead run. It's 2-1 Rays. And then after the Astros loaded the bases with one out against Blake Snell in the top of the eighth, Diego Castillo put out the fire. Slow chopper, George Short, Echeverria waits for it. Here's his throw to first in the dirt. Bowers scoops it out. Side retired. The Astros are turned away here in the eighth inning. Malik Smith homers in the bottom of the eighth. The Rays go on to win 3-2. They go 8-1 and one on the homestand to get over 500. Visit the Marlins on Monday, airtime at 6.30. With the Rays Report, I'm Neil Solons. Catch the Rays all season on the Rays Radio Network. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com. Welcome back to the Larry Tipco Show on 1070 NBC Sports, broadcasting live from our Port Charlotte studios. I guess Bill Siebert is coming in today. I thought he wanted one day off. I don't know. (laughs) All right, Bill, we'll see you when you get here. Anyway, yes, Blake Snell got snubbed. We're getting a new stadium. What else is going on? Okay, football. Training camp opens up next week. Chicago Bears, uh, Baltimore Ravens will start it off because they have the first game of the season. That is the Hall of Fame game. Coming up first Thursday in August, which you can hear live right here on 1070 NBC Sports. And we're going to preview some divisions. I'm going to start with the AFC South. Uh, Houston Texans last year finished the season 4-12. and 12. Uh, When I watched Houston last year, they looked like they were going to be very, very potent on offense. Rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson was improving every week. He had his best game against a very healthy Seattle defense, Legion of Boom. He went 19-30 for 402 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he had three interceptions in that game too, but one of those picks was at the end of the game in desperation mode. He also rushed for 67 yards in that game too. He did make some mistakes, rookie mistakes with those other two picks, but otherwise he torched the Legion of Boom. And that Legion of Boom defense was completely intact and completely healthy too. Unfortunately for the Texans, Watson suffers a season-ending ACL tear in practice. The following week it happens, too, so the Seattle game was actually the last game of the year for him. Watson, however, is expected to be 100% by the season opener. He's been working out extremely hard to get ready, and if you've seen some pictures of him on social media, he doesn't look like a quarterback. He looks like a freaking linebacker. He is stacked and jacked, boy. Look out. Uh, He finished the rookie campaign with 21 total touchdowns, 19 passing, two on the ground, and only threw eight interceptions. Not bad in six and a half games worth of work. I mean, what's that project to? Like 43 touchdowns and about 15 interceptions? I I can live with those numbers. I figure he's going to post similar numbers or even better figures this year. And look at his receiving core, too. DeAndre Hopkins, you got to say, is arguably one of the top three wide receivers of the NFL. He's been extremely productive no matter who the quarterback has been. And and just think what he would accomplish with a fully healthy Deshaun Watson for an entire year. And then on the other side of the field, you got Will Fuller, who's dynamic. He's got some speed. And remember, he got five catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns in that Seattle game. And the Texans also went out and spent a third-round pick on a tight end who should probably be 
an upgrade at the position over Fultonowitz. So if you look at Houston, they didn't have many draft picks. They had none in the first two rounds because they traded them away to Cleveland to move up for Deshaun Watson. Uh, so they didn't really have a lot of chance to upgrade the offensive line through the draft. They do it do it through free agency, though. Added some veterans, uh, depth, depth guys, nothing that'll be potential knockout starters. I figure the blocking unit figures to be a little bit of a mess as a result because you got a lot of these aging veterans. Uh, the current starting tackles are expected as of right now to be the really raw Julian Davenport and Sanitrell Henderson. Uh, they did use a third round pick on Mississippi offensive lineman, uh, Mississippi State's offensive lineman Martinez Rankin. And when you look at the state of the Texans' offensive line, Rankin could probably start right away. Uh, it's really unclear right now. We won't know until preseason football starts if Rankin has the ability to play tackle in the pros. A lot of scouts see him as a guard. The one thing he does got going for him is he's very intelligent, so he should be able to pick up things quickly. Davenport, meanwhile, has drawn some rave reviews in practice, but it remains to be seen as if that will actually translate into live action. If you look at it, though, it doesn't really get much better for the Texans in the interior line. Uh, the best of these blockers is probably center Nick Martin. He was a second-round pick from the 2016 draft. He missed his entire rookie campaign and then struggled last year. However, he never really seemed healthy uh, because of that problematic ankle he has, so perhaps his play is going to improve even more now that he's at full strength. He's going to be sandwiched by guards Zach Fulton and Jeff Allen, in all likelihood. Fulton played in Kansas City last year. He wasn't horrible. wasn't great either. Average. And Allen, meanwhile, is also a former Chief, but he's struggled with injuries in recent years, so we don't know if there's going to be an issue with him. There are health concerns at the offensive line. There's also health concerns at the running back uh, position as well. Uh, Dante Foreman flashed at the end of last season, but then he tore his Achilles in mid-November. Really not sure if he's going to be ready by the opener. If not, there's always Lamar Miller, though Miller kind of fell out of favor with the coaching staff late last year, lost a lot of touches to Alfred Blue. And given that I think Lamar Miller is pretty much at the downside of his career, he's pretty worn down, it's going to be difficult for Houston to find a running back to run well, given the status of the offensive line and Dante Foreman. So offensively, I think they're going to be just fine throwing the ball around. I think running the ball is going to be a little bit of an issue in Houston this year. Looking at their defense. Oh, you're right. T.J. Watt. We already know about Deshaun Watson's injury. Uh, we, We talked about that. But on the other side of the ball, J.J. Watt, Whitney Marcellus were lost for the year. On the same drive, too, on a Sunday night football game against the Chiefs. Could you imagine losing your top two defensive players back-to-back on the same drive? The Watt injury might have been a blessing in disguise. He really wasn't completely healthy because of that ailing back. So when he hurt his knee, it allowed the back to completely heal, too. And there's optimism within the Texans organization that Watt's going to be 100% for the first time in a long time. So that's good news for them, considering when he's healthy... He's probably the best defensive player in the entire NFL. So having him at full strength is going to be a huge benefactor for that defense. So Watt, along with DJ Reader and Christian Covington on the defensive line, uh, very stout against the run last year despite the injuries. And because Reader and Covington clamped down on the ground attack so effectively, the Texans did have more resources to go after the quarterback. Hey, what's up? The pass rush. And speaking of applying quarterback pressures, Marcellus is supposed to return from a torn pectoral. This guy's had 19 and a half sacks in the last two seasons, so his pass rushing talents were definitely missed. Marcellus will once again start across from Jay Davian Clowney, who's emerged as a top edge rusher in the entire league. Not much depth, though, behind those two. Uh, Six-round pick Duke Elgifor might have some play time after that. And then you look at the secondary... eh. New addition to the secondary slot cornerback, Aaron Colvin, who's coming off a strong season for Jacksonville. Adding a second corner would have been ideal, but they're going to have to count on Jonathan Joseph. I, he was great in his prime, but come on, Jonathan Joseph's 34 years old now. <laughs> you know How much he's got left in the tag is beyond me. So, anyway. I love uh, the L4 kid. Yeah. Uh, I, I like That's him. a good addition. Yeah. You know, the I te- wanted the Bucks to get him. Yeah. What, what, do you, what did they draft him in the fifth? No, sixth. I think fifth or sixth. Fifth or yeah, sixth. One yeah. of those two. Uh, I like the Texans. They developed a pretty home-strung field advantage at Reliance Stadium. Edge of four. I said L4. Edge of four. Edge of four. Sorry about that. Yeah. The uh, Texans are 31-13 and 13 at home. Uh, so they're pretty strong at home. Uh, they're even with teams on kickoff returns. They got a new kicker. Uh, Shane Leckler is one of the best punters in the NFL. The Texans do have a difficult start to their schedule. They're three of their first four contests are on the road, and one does happen to be in New England. Uh, but things get easier after that because Houston battles the Bills, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Colts, and the Jets in a span of nine games. So, you know, I look at their schedule. It's pretty easy. Uh, last year, they were projected to go 11-5. and five. They actually finished, what, 9-7 and seven last year? 
or no, late finished four and twelve last year. They're they lost their court the Texans. Yeah, they yeah, went four they and lost, twelve. Uh, their court Watson for the yeah. year. If Watson stays healthy, I think they're they're a ten and six team at least with them. Ten and six, eleven and five. I think mm-hmm. they got to work on the the only the only weakness. That's why I, I said ten and six yeah. right now. The only not, weakness not. I see out of the Texans is the running game right now, and that's yeah. because Dante Dante Freeman's hurt. I think their defense can be. You can question their defense a little bit. Yeah. They're not as good as they were two years ago. Yeah, but I just say that. But if Wiley and if- Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Watts the wild card. What's he he going to be like? If Watt is back like he was like two years ago, look out. That defense is going to be on fire. They're expecting to be at 100%. But if he's he's like he was last year, the year before that, eh, I don't know, not so much. Then then, then they're going to need other people like Edgefor. That's when guys like Edgefor, I think that you'll see – You'll see him really step up on this defense, especially if J.J. Watt is healthy. Yeah. He'll just be another addition to, to, to rushing the quarterback. And not only that, Edgefor has great speed. He has great quickness, like, and I mean like, like catching quickness. Like he he like he he can gain on you. He can he can run down running backs and whatnot. So yeah. I I just I like I like I like the pick and I just really like I, I like the, I think their defense is going to be very good. I think yeah. they're going to be a very good. Football I mean team. overall. If without looking at their offensive line and their running backs, I think they have a Super Bowl caliber player at every position on their roster. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Watson, like I said, has been working extremely hard this offseason. If you saw pictures of him, he is he's looking fit. He's mm-hmm. looking jacked. Yeah, uh, even though Block, he stays healthy, yeah. he's the big key right yeah. there. And they're saying he's a healthy. They're saying their defensive stars are all healthy right now. So even though blocking is a problem, I still think they have the top overall roster in the entire NFL right now. If, if Deshaun Watson is healthy, I mean, look at those receiving core. It's unbelievable. I think this is a playoff team easily. The AFC South. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's 1231. All right, let's take our bottom of the hour break, and I will come back and talk a little luck about the Colts and see if they'll get lucky this year on 1070 NBC Sports. Hey, it's Dan Schwartzman. You're tuned into Charlotte County's home for all things sports. The all-new WKII 1070 NBC Sports. The Quantity Project is underway in Charlotte County. Our mission is to help local youth with a basic need, a new pair of sneakers which will fit them just perfectly. To help one of our local children start the new school year on the right foot, please visit our website at shoesforkidsproject.org. Every donation, and I mean every donation, goes towards helping one local youth. Please consider donating today. Thank you, Charlotte County, and thank you, iHeartMedia. Charlotte County is celebrating National Parks and Recreation Month in July. We invite you to get up, get out, and get active by visiting one of our many parks and recreation centers this July. Come explore all we have to offer. Beautiful parks, beaches, boat ramps, and more. On July 14th, enjoy free parking at Charlotte County-operated beaches and boat ramps, as well as free admission to our pools. For more information and to find your nearest location, visit charlottecountyfl.gov. That's charlottecountyfl.gov. Hey guys, feeling run down, moody, or just feeling old? Could it be low T? Dr. James Derespino at the Center for Men's Health invites you to get the facts at C4MH.com. Then with the C4MH.com online express treatment program, you can have prepaid local lab orders within hours. Total cost, $45. Yes, low T labs and exam, $45. And guys, low T treatment at C4MH.com is safe, affordable, and convenient with 16 locations on Florida's west coast. C4MH.com, the leaders in low T care. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without 
the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kinemix technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at your local retailer today. Hey folks, Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life. And I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as he goes after the lead in turn number one. Oh, he throws the block. Keselowski's in the wall. Kurt Busch is in the wall. A dozen cars will crash and collide. There's contact. Kyle Busch and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. make contact coming through turn number four. Trevor Bain now piles into the back of the Kyle Busch machine. Same guy that caused the first one caused the second one there, so that certainly was uh, very disappointing. Oh, trouble. Turn number three. Three cars are into the outside wall. One car loses a tire, and that's Eric Almirola. Oh, and they're crashing further back. Clint Boyer in the wall. Bubba Wallace in the wall. So is Trevor Bain, others crashing and colliding. Alex Bowman is involved. Martin Truex Jr. changes lanes. Jones throws the block, headed off turn four. Young Eric Jones out in front of the field, across the line. He'll score the win at Daytona. Eric Jones, he's going to win the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Welcome back to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 NBC Sports, broadcasting live from our port, Charlotte Studios. Phone lines are open at 941-206-1070 if you're listening on your iHeartRadio app or online at 1070NBCSports.com, 800-668-1070. We'll get you into the studio. Bill Siebert is in here live with me. Do you want to rage about Blake Snell getting snubbed, or should I just move on and talk no, about the No, we can Colts? move on. Let's wait and see what happens. Maybe he'll get a miracle. Maybe somebody will go down. Well, Verlander's starting Sunday, so that but they replaced him with Berrios of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I still think somebody else backs out or something. You know, somebody always backs out. But I'm open. So, or, or somebody gets a because there is no other out. there is no other excuse for Major League Baseball to put him in there. I mean, really, he's a Cy Young. I don't candidate. understand how he's not in there. He's a Cy Young. It makes, no, it makes absolutely no. It's sense. because he plays for the Rays. That's why. Probably he was a Yankee PN already. Oh yeah, bull okay. crap or a Red Sox. Well, anyway. Look at how many of those pitchers are in. <laughs> yeah, right. Mitch well, Moreland. Mitch Moreland should be starting over. A break. Chris Sale made it. Bob. Uh, Mookie Betts is in, obviously. Uh, J.D. Martinez, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Ben Attendee's on the final vote. Yeah, but then again, I, I say I say Mitch Moreland should be starting instead of Brehu, but then again, Brehu is, I don't know. Amer- I think is a better player. I think the first baseman in the American League should be Mark Olson, or Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. That's another good one, too. Yeah, he, he leads the all first baseman in war. Yeah. Wins above replacement. He's yeah. obviously the best first He's baseman in the American League. He's got like 22 home runs, too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I agree. Yep, and I then and then that. for the final vote in the American League, you know it's going to be Giancarlo Stanton. You know oh, it's maybe. going to come down to Stanton or Benatendi. Well, it's a popularity. Um, who, what's the outfield? The outfield for the American League. Oh, hold on, got right. I forgot what it was. Uh, I'll have to pull it up. The, I got for the American League. Yeah. Uh, the outfield is oh, that's National League. Uh, outfield is Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Aaron Judge. Yeah, I kind of figured that. That's who I voted for. And, and JD Martinez is listed as the DH. Yep, that's exactly who I voted for too. That's kind of funny. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah. All right, and then the bench for outfielders is Michael Brantley, George Springer, Mitch Haniger, Sinsu Chu, and the DH is Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see how, how many Cardinals made it? No. Just huh. one. Pitcher, Mike, Mikey Mikolas. Oh, wow. He's the only one. Matt Carpenter is listed as a final vote, but come on. If you look at his numbers, he doesn't deserve it. Max Muncy yeah. or Jesus Aguilar should be ahead Surprise, of him. Surprised, like, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, J.D. Martinez or Tommy Pham might not be there, to be no. honest with you. No. Oh. Nope. Surprising, especially Martinez. He's having a pretty good year. Yeah, but first in the National League, first base is the one yeah. position that's stacked. And in the American League, it's it's pathetic. Garbage. I know. Isn't that sick? Yeah. I mean, when you look, oh God! Speaking of first base, did you see what Mark Reynolds did over the weekend? No. Uh-uh. Unbelievable. First, okay, Friday night he hits a pinch hit home run. Mm-hmm. Saturday he hits two home runs and drives in ten RBIs, eighty point two points on Fanduel. 
And then yesterday, he was given the day off, but they brought him in to be a reliever. <laughs> what a weekend for Matt, Matt Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> or Mark, right? Reynolds Mark, of the, Reynolds. Mark Reynolds of the Washington Nationals. Man, um, the Washington Nationals have all of a sudden started scoring runs now, haven't they? Well, see what happens when you have a team meeting. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe the Cardinals need to have a team meeting, too. And uh, Dexter Fowler is on the bubble. Apparently, he's not. He's hitting like 170. He's fighting with the president of the Cardinals. Did you see that? Yeah, fighting with management. I might be fighting with him, too, if he was hitting 170 for my team. No kidding. He's, he's, he's complaining about playing time, but come on, Harrison Bader is having a better year than you are. He's mm-hmm. a you know, rookie. You know, yeah. you know, where are you going to play him? Yeah. You know, if the guys we're bringing up from the minor leagues is hitting better than you are, Dexter Fowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I agree. And you know what sucks is I like that move when we made that signing last year, too. Mm-hmm. And it just hasn't paid off. You know, I, I thought he would put, I, I thought, honestly, I thought he put up similar numbers to Jason Hayward, if not better. Mm-hmm. I just figured he was. He, I just figured he was just a, a minus at, at, at defense compared to Hayward. Yeah, but he's I, been. But, but I he's been he a disappointment. Enough. That's for sure. Yeah, he has big time. That's why Tommy Pham's the center fielder now. Yeah, Harrison yeah. Bader's playing left. Yep, and then God knows who's playing right these days. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals have been just. The Rays are better than the Cardinals. Would you? If you thought that in April, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, me too. You know, I thought the. You know, the. That's why I'm saying. Well, you got Ozuna. Isn't Ozuna's playing right? Right. Yeah. Oh, Zoom, but he, eh, he's not, he, he's not been a good trade candidate so far for us. You know, surprisingly. He's kind of been, yeah, that's been a huge surprise yeah, for me. I think too, he's gonna really. have. A, I think he's gonna have a stronger. Very disappointing in yeah. the outfield right now. I, yeah, I think we're gonna have a better second half than a first half, though. I hope so. Yeah, we're gonna need to. And then again, I don't know if you've heard the news or not, but tomorrow is the big press conference with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, what's going on exactly with that? You want to talk a little bit more about that? Um, well, is it the new stadium now? You're saying? Um, groundbreaking. When they're going to have the stadium completed, supposedly, and how much it's going to cost, and where that money is going to come from. All those questions are supposed to be answered tomorrow. And I've got the map of the place right here. Look, at, I mean, Ebor City's right here. Here's the map. The stadium's mm-hmm. going to be right there, right by the right by the cruise ships. Yeah, you know. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you look, I see that. the only thing I don't see is going to be a lot of parking. I think it's going to be somewhere between the Selman and that other expressway. Yeah, they're going to have to figure something yeah, out with that. Because I don't see a lot of parking. Maybe, uh, maybe figure out a way to um, yeah. boat people over or whatever yeah. there, since it's by the yeah. harbor or whatever. And I got. I'm not going to lie; it's been a long time since I've been to Ebor City. I'm talking like eight, nine years since I've partied in Ebor City. Mm-hmm. I've been there in a while. Uh, a, a former uh, iHeartRadio employee just messaged me and said that Ebor City is a dump. I was there Saturday. <laughs> He's like, but they are cleaning it up. And I was like, well, I imagine they will be considering they're going to put a $700 million stadium there. They're going to have to clean it up. Yeah. But I like the idea of building the stadium in Ebor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, like uh, James Lubin commented about the Miami Marlins and how they built their stadium and it's not really drawing a lot of people. But look where they built their stadium. It's in a it's in the poorest part of Miami. Yeah. Like I said, you, you know, you have to lock your doors and have one in the chamber to walk to the ticket booth. Pretty much. You know? It's not going to be like that in Tampa. They're going to clean it up. You know they yeah. are. And plus, what I like about it, too. And Ebor is not, not that bad. No, it's not. I, it's, it, it I remi- used to walk around Ebor yeah. when I went over It's, it's going to make baseball season feel like spring break for six months, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You yeah, know what I, I mean? agree. It, you're going to have a younger crowd there. Yep. You're going to have a party-like atmosphere after the game. And it's going to bring more revenue to Ebor City, too. Totally. It's going totally. to bring It's going to bring 30,000 people there a night. Exactly. It's going to make it a, a, a big a highlight a highlighted spot in Tampa Bay uh-huh. for people to go. Yep. A, a hot a hot spot. Yeah. What they call a hot spot. Yeah, when you leave the trot there's nowhere to go. Yeah. It's in a very bad place. Well, now now you know and you don't have to worry about driving anywhere out of there. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the that could be a good yeah. thing if if you can Figure out ways of parking people in separate places. Then you don't have yep. 30,000 people trying to get out of the same spot. Yeah. Might actually be really smart what they're doing here if, if they have the right thing planned out from well, what I'm thinking. The way I'm, the, yeah, the way it looks from the map, it looks like I'm going to be able to go to a Rays game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. leave at 4, go have lunch and party at Ybor City for a couple hours, then take a five-minute trolley to Amelie Arena to watch a lightning game at 710. And it's got <laughs> to be retractable, Roof. I heard you say that, too. It's, I, I think it's got to be, too. Now, yeah. if you recall, when they put out the blueprints like three years ago, it had a big giant sail on it. It was like mm-hmm. an open air stadium with a giant yeah, sail on I it. I remember that. I don't I love that. know if that's going to be what That it's... would be awesome. Yeah, but I would like that. Yeah. That would be cool. I think so too. I, 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 I was in love with that idea the first time. Yeah, I did too. I, I think so too. Plus, you're on the water, so you're going to get that breeze, you know. Chris but, Archer's coming back tonight for the Rays, right? Yes, he's starting tonight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After, cool. after a volley almost threw a no hitter yesterday. Perfect game through six innings. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I heard something about that. The, the Rays, uh, yeah, I just, I did, I, 
I, I, I didn't see it, but I heard yeah. about it. Yeah. So congrats to Evaldi. That was a yeah. great, great game. But I don't know what time the press conference is at tomorrow. But if, it, like I said, if it's on between noon and one, we're definitely going to air that live right here because that has major oh, yeah. significance for sure. Yeah, that's we do everything with the Rays, you know. Yeah. All we right. cover them fully. All right, let's take our final break, and we'll take the last 15 minutes and talk about whatever we feel like on 1070 NBC Sports. Let's go! Let's go, baby! The champs, the chumps, and the stories that separate the two. Hear it all on Southwest Florida's new 1070 NBC Sports Radio. Walgreens has you covered with the trusted summer essentials you need, no matter where you go this summer. Whether you're swimming in the pool, hiking in the woods, or playing at the beach, Walgreens has sun protection, bug spray, healthy snacks, and more at a great value. So before you go out there, come in here and prepare for summer care no matter where. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Now with cards, select Walgreens brand health and wellness products or buy one get one 50% off through July 28th. Exclusions apply. See store for details. The National Weather Service is predicting another busy hurricane season for the state of Florida. But this season, you have an option to protect yourself with Storm Peace. This affordable parametric insurance covers you where your homeowner's insurance doesn't. Mobile homeowners and renters are eligible too. Storm Peace offers customers a painless claims process. No deductible. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No adjusters and fast payouts. Use the money for any hurricane-related expense. Generator costs, food spoilage replacement, or repairs to detached structures. Even evacuation costs. Visit StormPeace.com to receive a quote or chat with an agent today. You have the Samsung Galaxy S9. You are holding the fastest smartphone in your hands. It's the fastest smartphone in your house, in your workplace, in your city. Which means you can scroll faster, load faster, stream faster, watch faster, and search faster. All because you have the Samsung Galaxy S9. The fastest smartphone ever. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligent Data for February to April 2018. Comparing mean download speeds, weighted averages on major nationwide carriers, 4G LTE network results. It's Monday, July 9th. What's new today on the iHeartRadio app? iHeartRadio. We've got the ultimate playlist to set the mood for the summer of 2018. Ready? The Alt Things Rock playlist has tomorrow's hits today. Flashback with the Smells Like the 90s playlist. The Beach Vibes playlist and so many more. Let iHeartRadio handle your summer soundtrack. iHeartRadio. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, all free. Welcome back to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 NBC Sports with my co-host Bill Siebert. Uh, we're talking a little FanDuel baseball during the break tonight. And yeah, you know, I haven't really done any research yeah. research oh, yet. I, like I said, don't start Chris Archer. He's on a 75-pitch count, so they're gonna. he's not going to be pitching you a got lot. Garrett Cole, Clayton Kershaw, Barrios. I spent the money on Barrios tonight against Kansas City because Kansas City sucks. Yeah, you know who might be a sleeper though. I like uh, to look for the sweeper guy, sleep sweeper, yeah. sleeper guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple sleepers out here that might. Um, one in particular. Um, where's he at here? Sorry, I just had him. Yeah, Mike Clevenger against Cincinnati for Cleveland. That might be a sleeper, a little sleep, little bit of a sleeper pick there. Yeah, I'm but look- I like your Barrios though against mm-hmm. Kansas City. They can't really hit. Yep, I took Ramos just for the fact that he got named to the All Star game yesterday, so he might be on fire tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took Daniel Robertson to play second base tonight. Mm-hmm. I just I like the matchup against Detroit. I went with Duffy at third. That's my stack. As far as Razor concerned. Then I went with Brad Miller. I don't know if he's going to play tonight against Miami, but I like Brad Miller. <laughs> he's familiar with playing in Florida, so I went with him at short. Then I went with an all-Pirates outfield tonight with Polanco Dickerson and Austin Meadows. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. Hey, against Washington? I, 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 if you saw who's pitching I for a while. I might want to stack Washington, to be honest with you. 
Uh, the reason I went with, well, they're going with Jeffrey Rodriguez pitching tonight. You know, 5.52 ERA and 14 innings pitched. You know, so I think, you know, the Pirates might catch fire tonight. And plus, the Washington Nationals have been on such a streak lately that I, I think they're due for a letdown. <laughs> so that's why I'm going with that. And then, of course, I went with Mickey Betts, Mookie Betts at ut- the utility position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't ever go wrong you can't with go wrong. You can't ever go wrong with Mookie or Mike Trout. Right. So that, that's what I went with tonight in my dollar lineup. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still I'm still looking things over, but I, I'm really seriously thinking about stacking Washington against the with the left-handed bats, Bryce Harper and whatnot. Yeah, maybe getting a cheaper pitcher in there. Yeah, um, Daniel Murphy, he's eligible. What first base and utility, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe get some Murphy in there, but I don't know. Just kind of looking around right now. I haven't really made any final decisions as of yet. Yeah. Well, I mean. Garrett Cole's Mookie pitching. Betts is always good. Garrett Cole's pitching tonight against Oakland. This is not the same Garrett Cole that we saw in April that we see now in July. Mm-hmm. And he's playing against a very hot Oakland team, so I don't think he's worth the eleven grand that they're saying on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's pitching against the Padres. Normally, this is a lock, but the way Clayton Kershaw's been pitching the last two seasons, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he's two and four. That, What's he done lately, too? I mean, has he? He's just coming off the DL again, yeah, too. Yeah, he, he, he pitched six innings against the Pirates on July twenty or on July third. Uh, only struck out two batters. Mm-hmm. All right. And then before that, June 28th against the Cubs, only pitched five innings, struck out six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then against the Mets, pitched three innings, struck out four, you know, and got hurt. He hasn't had a, a third. Let's see. He hasn't gone 40 points since April 15th mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, against Arizona. And that's when he put up that 64, when he went right. seven innings and struck out 12. But over his last five starts, look at this. Six innings, two Ks. Five innings, six Ks. Three innings, four Ks. Five innings, five Ks. Six K, six innings, six Ks. Five innings, seven Ks. He has not gone seven innings or struck out double digits in quite some time. I think he's well overpriced, even against a San Diego Padres team. And you this might is be right San about Diego. that. That's a good call on that, too, to be honest with you. His yeah. numbers have definitely not been what they were uh, the last few years, yep. especially his strikeout numbers. Yep, and I... Barrios is the third highest pitcher, and he did make the All Star game, unfortunately, over Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Uh, ERA is at three and a half. He's going deserving, yeah, but he's going against a very bad Royals team, and you know, it, at home in mm-hmm. Minnesota. So I think the pitching numbers will be there because Minnesota Target Field's a hard place to hit. And Danny Duffy, come on, five point one nine ERA in a hundred innings pitched—that's mm-hmm. horrible. You know, so I think the Twins will be able to get. I, I like the Twins' bats in that game. I think that I, I think they could put up five six runs, and Barrios could shut them down to one or less. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. You know, Clevenger scares me tonight against the Cincinnati Reds because the Cincinnati Reds can score runs in bunches. It's their pitching that's an issue. Yeah, that's and, you know, true. I think, the, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game tonight. I mean, they're going up against Anthony Descalfani. He's, what, 3-1 and one with a 5.08 ERA. Mm-hmm. Clevenger is a potential all-star, 7-3, and three, 3.11 ERA, 99 strikeouts and 110 innings. So he's not, like, getting a strikeout an inning. Eduardo Rodriguez is very interesting to me as well with the Red Sox against Texas. Yeah, that's a tough one too. He's it's having in a, Boston. He's having a good year. It's in Boston. It's in, I, I like that. I like that it's in Boston. And Mike Miner gives up runs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rodriguez is a good solid pick. I like that one too at eight grand. We're gonna see the White Sox playing tonight. They're not playing tonight, are they? The White Sox. No, no I, I was gonna say so. who's playing. Who's playing? Who's pitching against the White Sox? Whoever that is, that's a good move. Yeah, but uh, they're not playing. No, they're not on the schedule. But yeah, um, I, I do. Rodriguez is kind of sticking out to me right now, to be honest. With you. Just a a mid range to cheap guy. Yeah. Um. Even you know, even Kyle Hendricks, the late game against I was San just Francisco. Thinking about Hendricks too, just because he's so cheap. And, yeah. I mean, he is averaging twenty five per. I mean, that's not bad. I want to look at what he's done lately, though. I always look at. I always like to look at what guys have done lately. Yeah, I like to look at their last especially five with pitchers. I, yeah. With pitchers, to me, that's a big thing with Fanduel. Yeah, and to, to me, I don't know. Oh, he's been really uh, on the low. So oh yeah, I don't know. okay. Against Detroit, his last start, five innings, gave up three runs, struck out two for a twelve points. Mm-hmm. Against the Dodgers, two point two innings, six earned runs, one strikeout, negative seven points. <laughs> Yeah. All right. At Cincinnati, five point two innings, five strikeouts, four earned runs, put up twenty points. Against St. Louis, six innings, three on runs, three strikeouts, 28 points. Ugh. Okay, here's another one that, that I'm just kind of oh, looking but, at. But, okay, but against the, his last start against the Giants, though, he put up 49 points. So he does pitch well against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, uh, look at this one that I just found. Chase Anderson of Milwaukee. Um, he, he just another interesting play. He's only 7,500. And if you're looking for a guy that can get you maybe six, maybe seven, if he throws his best game, you're getting seven innings out of him. 
Um, you're getting anywhere from I'm going to say five to eight strikeouts, more more closer to the five side. Games in on Miami that. too, and the games in Miami. But you know, in his last, I'm going to go back his last five games: forty nine, thirteen against Philly, who can hit the ball; uh, thirty nine against the Cardinals; forty against Ooh. the Reds; thirty five against Minnesota. You want some advice? Thirty five against Minnesota, and they're playing the Miami Marlins you, tonight. You want some solid advice? Mm-hmm. Stack the Brewers against Jose Arena. He plays yeah. terrible at home. That's what I'm saying, and, and I'm I, I, saying, say he, I almost I, want to say he's going to get the win because I think they're going to get the. I, I really think Milwaukee's going to win tonight. Let me find his splits because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 0 six at home. I'm really thinking about starting Anderson and stacking Milwaukee and Tampa. I mean, really, just it just and, and maybe sticking Bryce Harper and Juan Soto in there. Yeah, from because uh, Soto, I want to see what he's done too. That's another guy who's uh, he. he He's really good. I mean, he's hitting three oh two since they called him up with eight home runs and twenty six RBIs. I, I mean, this guy's he's up and down in FanDuel, so to speak. But uh, at forty one hundred, he's 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 definitely a guy who can get you those kind of points, the twenty plus points. And, and like I said, he's up and down in FanDuel, so it's kind of hard to pay that much for him. But man, for a rookie, Larry, this kid's having a great year. And remember, they didn't even call him up till after the first month. Yeah, uh, Juan Soto from the Nationals. Is just uh, somebody to look out for uh, in the future, really, to be honest with you. And maybe if Bryce Harper's replacement, if he decides to go elsewhere like the Cubs, or I don't, I don't think Bryce Harper's going to the Yankees. I talked a lot about this while you were gone um, when we talked Wait, baseball. this season? No, after, after the year. Um, I'm looking at Jose Arena's home and road splits. He's mm-hmm. actually against Milwaukee, man. He's got a 7.20 ERA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not stay, I'm staying away from that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that, Arena? Yeah, you, Jose Arena. Yeah, that's, I wouldn't, what, that's okay. what I'm saying. Chase Anderson might be just a good play just based on the fact he's probably going to go six innings. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to give up maybe one run. If, if Maybe maybe even shut him out. This I mean, is you the never night, know. Watch, this is the night Arena throws a no-hitter. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably that's probably going to be the case. But um, I would just look for Anderson to go six innings, strike out six guys, maybe five. Mm-hmm. But maybe five or six guys and uh, get the win. And if he does that, I think that could be enough if you can load up the right bats. Yeah. Like I said, you can stack Milwaukee. You can stack, you know, uh, Washington, I think. Tampa could be a good mini stack. Maybe Tampa, Washington, mini stack with Milwaukee. Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think you can play five guys now too. Yeah, from each team. Oh, uh, four. It's still four. Are you sure? Yeah, I tried. Are you really? I tried with five rays yesterday. It let me put five rays in the other night. Really? It did. I'm going to try it real quick and see All if right. it works because I got to submit a lineup. All right. Anyway while you're here. doing that, I want to talk about Manny Machado real quick. Apparently, the Dodgers offered the Orioles a pretty significant package for Manny Machado, and the Orioles turned him down. Wow. Yeah, uh, because apparently it didn't include the number one prospect that the Dodgers have in their organization. It was who's a position player, by the way, too. Hmm. I heard he was like flirting with 400 in the minor leagues. <laughs> Pretty impressive. That but uh, the Orioles did turn that package down. But you know he's getting traded here in the next 21 days. Mm-hmm. You know it's happening. Um, apparently it comes. Uh, six teams are in the running for him. The Cardinals are not one of those teams, by the way. Uh, there's only one American League team that's in the running for him too. Uh, the rest are all National League teams. The top two they said are the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. It's coming. It's basically coming down to those two teams as of right now for Manny Machado. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ooh, Manny Machado, I think, could make a J.D. Martinez impact for the Arizona. Remember that deal they made last year and J.D. Martinez went crazy in Arizona? Mm-hmm. I, why do I feel like Manny Machado can do the exact same thing? You know? It's possible. Uh, yeah. Hey, where's Willie Adamas? Do they have him at second base now with Daniel Robertson? Oh, uh, he's playing both. Sh- little shortstop, a little second base, but he's they been probably... he, he's been sick. He had the flu. He's got the, he's got the same stuff that we've had down here. Oh, he caught oh, the red okay. tide flu. Oh god. So he's been sick the last couple of he, days. Don't tell me he's been on the beach. It may be. Yeah, maybe. You know, but yeah, from what I hear, he's had the upper respiratory problem. So Hatchaberry has been getting the go then. Basically. Yeah, he's been playing shortstop. Daniel Robertson's been playing second base. And Joey Wendell's been playing a little outfield now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know. I like that. Me uh, Joey, too. Joey Wendell, he, he, I think they're turn, trying to turn him into Ben Zobrist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can like see the that. super utility guy, which I like. Yeah. I like that a lot. So Me too. See what happens there with that. Yeah. I like that idea too. I mean, but oh, I want to mention this too. Uh, two Charlotte Stonecrab players made the Futures game All Star roster. Jesus Sanchez and Nate Lowe will both be playing in the Futures game. How about that? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, remember that? We, yeah, we saw that the other night. That's true. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Now I, I got something to look forward to. Yeah, right. The Futures game. I'm not looking forward to the All Star game because Blake Snell's not pitching. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. That sucks, man. I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I think Major League Baseball screwed something up there, and I hope that in the coming days he will make the roster. I mean, because the All Star game is not until next week. You right. Know? 
So we got a week. And, you know, like you said, somebody always gets hurt. Something something will happen where somebody won't participate. And, and another thing, yeah. too, I mean, the home run derby is going to suck this year, too, because who's participating? Yeah. Nobody exactly. that we want. No, none of the heavy hitting home run hitters are participating. So what's the point? You know? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm lost on that one, too, yeah. my friend. I, I, I Maybe the home run derby's going away. Maybe that's what we need to think about the home run derby, I guess. I think it is, too. I think it's going by. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, no more. And, and then bringing the DH to the National League, they'll get rid of the all-star mm-hmm. home run derby. But I think pitchers should hit. I'm with Madison Bumgarner on that one. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see the DH in the National League. I want to see pitchers hit. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with him there, too. But we're old school, man. Yep, we, we are. Nobody thinks like us anymore. We're a dying breed, Larry. Yep. We're a dying... Never thought I'd say that about... about. We're, we're like Republicans when it comes to baseball. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're a dying of, breed. We're afraid of change. <laughs> we're afraid of change. No change. Oh, man. All right. We got. We do have baseball tonight. Chris Archer coming back from the DL. Only limited to 75 pitches, according to Kevin Cash. So hopefully he'll be effective with those pitches and get at least five, six innings in. I'm expecting a pretty decent start from Chris Archer tonight. So pregame at 630, first pitch a little after 7 o'clock. And then uh, last week of baseball. Uh, come this week, Friday is our last game, and then the All-Star break happens, and then we're back next Friday uh, mm-hmm. as they kick off the second half against the Miami Marlins. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what happened the other night, but it really did let me off. Let yeah. me have five. All right, cool. For Bill Siebert, I'm Larry Timko. We'll see you in the future. We'll see you in the past year. See ya. On the Finding Mastery podcast, we de- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.